You've created your business and now it's time to protect it. Whether it's your podcast, speaking engagements that you do virtually or live on in-person stages or the community that you've built, you want to make sure that what you've created is taken care of and well protected. This is where AWB contract templates come in. They're customizable, quick and easy to complete and cost a fraction of working with a lawyer one-on-one. They have tons of options available so you can choose the ideal one for your business needs. It's an instant download. You get a Word doc template, you fill in the blanks and in about 20 minutes, you're all done. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash contracts today to pick out your new business contracts. And when you check out, be sure to use the code PLAY for 20% off your contract purchase. That's P-L-A-Y in all caps for 20% off. Protect your business with AWB contract templates. I have a question for you. Were your supplements made before or after your DNA test results? Let me introduce you to Euphoria. Euphoria is the one and only company to offer personalized designer nutrition created specifically for you based upon your DNA profile. How is Euphoria's DNA test different? Euphoria's DNA test unlocks the secrets to your actionable genes and their influence on your body. These actionable genes are called SNPs or SNPs. And with nearly 400 million unique formulas, this is your very own customized nutritional supplement. With Euphoria, you get to say bye to one size fits all blind nutrition and hello to customized nutrition made specifically for you and your DNA. And it is so custom that even the barcode has your name on it. No formula is exactly the same. Interested in learning more about Euphoria? Check out the show notes of this episode, or you can visit our website at www.flauntyourfire.com show and all the details that you need to find out more about their unique process and unique supplement will be there waiting for you. so much for listening to the flaunt your fire show so i thought i'd do things a little differently this week i am actually coming to you live from an event um it's actually the new york fitness expo all the way out in albany new york and i thought it'd be really cool to bring conversation here because um it's a really busy like bodybuilding actually might even be more powerlifting focused event. Um, But one of the things that stands out to me is there are so many different types of businesses at this expo selling their products and services and selling their ideas too, right? And I think that a lot of you listeners are looking to partner with brands, especially brands that have physical products so that you can monetize your podcast, so you can monetize your Instagrams. And being able to bring my really good friend, Tony Teasel, onto the podcast and his brand, One Clothing, where they 
create fitness apparel that I personally also love to pair some of the items with heels and make them a little bit more fashionable to the podcast would allow you guys to see how does the actual product brand view being an influencer, view being sponsored, view being an ambassador, view being an affiliate and where they're defining these things, but also what are they looking for when they're bringing people on, what works for them, and what honestly doesn't work either. So I am so excited that Tony Teasel um, was able to come to this podcast episode and just kind of remove the veil from the brand's perspective of what these things look like. Bear with us on this episode. We say it a little bit into it, but um, it has definitely been a very intense fitness expo so we both were pretty tired recording this one (laughs) but I think you guys are going to enjoy it all right without further ado let's get the show on the road welcome back to the flaunt your fire show where we explore what it means to be your whole self in person and online as you unapologetically flaunt the fire that burns within you I am your host and CEO of Flaunt Your Fire, India Jackson, and I am coming to you live from the New York Fitness Expo. Today, I am joined with you, um, I am joined by my guest today, Tony Teasel of One Clothing, and I will tell you, it has been a long day at this expo, so we are low on calories and sleep, so bear with us for this one. Tony, could you tell my audience who you are and what you do? Good evening, audience. Uh, my name is Tony, which you already said. I am originally from Brooklyn, New York, and I am the CEO of One Clothing. <laughs> and so one of the things that I like about your brand is that you offer fitness appeal for everyone. And a really cool piece that kind of drew me to the company is that you actually donate back to an organization that teaches art to inner city students, um, especially in an area where when funding gets caught, um, cut for schools, usually art programs are the first to go. So that's something that means a lot to me to be able to support and to bring light to a brand that does that. But also just like everything that your brand is, is made by a local small business and you support diversity. I think that's huge in today's day. Yeah, we like to keep things in house. So um, local to the community, give back. And when you give back to the community, the community thrives. Yeah, I agree completely. So I know one of the things that can come up a lot for our listeners is wanting to partner with brands, um, especially brands that actually have a backbone and have real humans and want to support something bigger than themselves. Uh, And I know a lot of our listeners have been thinking about like, especially our business owners, how can they monetize their personal brands, but also the athletes of how they can partner with brands. And what I hear a million times is, I want to get sponsored. And hearing that word, just, um, I feel like there's so many misconceptions about what it means to be sponsored. Um, I feel like brands partnering with people individually is like the wild wild west of business and it's done in a million different ways by so many different people um so i'm curious to bring that conversation here to the audience uh would you be able to tell us a little bit about what it means to be an influencer to you what it means to be an influence influencer to me is somebody who can um kind of influence people to buy something from my particular brand or any brand in general yeah and so i think that we have that in common as far as that view is like um i think that it really looks at like 
how much power do you have over people's decisions? Do they trust you? You know, because when we trust someone, we can kind of be led into believing what they may say about a product, a service, or even a cause. Um, I think even when we're not selling a product or service, we're selling ideas, right? So people can buy into that as well. Um, And I think one of the things that we talk about here sometimes is that influence is not necessarily mean that influencer doesn't necessarily mean you're some 20 something year old girl who has a certain body type and is fit and is cute and has affiliate links like (laughs) that doesn't necessarily mean she has any power over anyone's buying decisions but that also means that your 40 plus year old woman who owns a business might actually have more influence than her because if she's built a strong relationship with her clients and her following then they trust what she says to be true they're interested in what they see her posting and things like that um so i'm curious to know as a brand like when you're looking to partner with people, are you looking at their age at all? No, age is isn't a, is nothing but a number. <laughs> In the words of a musician. Okay, we won't go there today. But <laughs> I think also like what can come up is the demographic um, or even like things that we could look at as being, can put us into stereotypes too. So like body type and Personally, I don't think that that matters as to how much influence you have or how many pieces you can sell of a product. Um, Yeah, well, it's not it's not how you look. It's how you are able to reach your base. If you can reach your base in a positive way and they listen to what you're saying, it doesn't matter if you are. Twenty two years old and you're, you know, have whatever kind of body or if you're ninety five years old as long as you're able to reach people in a positive way and they trust you, it's good enough for me. Yeah. And I think that that's powerful for my listeners to hear because they're all different ages. They're all different sizes. They're all different career industries. And it's funny, but I've seen it firsthand with your brand that, you know, we've had, you've had people who are not even on the internet. Um, (laughs) So they're definitely not doing affiliate links, but they have sold to other people, you know, over 60, I believe, some leggings. And mm. <laughs> you would think that, like, society would tell you women over 60 are not wearing leggings to Pilates that are cute and fun, but they are. And that's an influencer, too, who just happens to not be doing their influence through Instagram. She's influencing her Pilates class. Yeah, they're being seen by other people her age group in anywhere and they like what they see and they want to buy from me, then they might be more of a, a of an influencer to me than a 20-year-old who is unable to reach people positively. So let's talk about that for a second. You know, what do you feel like makes for a great influencer? Um, pretty much somebody who can, honestly, for me and my particular brand, somebody who can bring money back to my brand. If you can influence people to come back to my website and purchase my products, then you're a great influencer. Yeah, I'm hearing ROI. Like you want to make sure that the time that you invest into talking with this person, getting to know them, bringing them into your brand is going to turn into like tangible revenue for the company. Yeah, it's pretty much all about the revenue because that's how the the bills get paid. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) And that's how I'm able to get new products too. Um, grow the brand 
when money comes back into the into the company, I'm able to get more stuff and get, be more innovative and have better products for my people. And then that particular person who helped influence, they'll get that product and then they can show more people. And then this is an endless cycle of positivity and new products and money and everybody's happy. Yeah. So it also makes me think about a word that I feel like gets thrown a lot as well is uh, an affiliate and an ambassador. Um, and we use those words separately here at Flaunt Your Fire to mean two different things, but I'm curious to know how do they show up for you and what do they mean for you as a business? Well, an affiliate and an ambassador, like I said, personally, to me is kind of the same as somebody who's a part of the brand. They are um, getting, for me, products at a discounted rate and they have a code that they can give out to, to people and their particular people will also get apparel or product at a discounted rate uh, they don't really speak for the brand uh, if you want somebody to speak for the brand you have to come talk to me personally but they are somebody who can help push the brand positively and bring back money to the brand hmm. so i think that's important to note because some people view those as separate terms uh, there are other business models out there or other language that's being used by individuals out there. So where affiliate means that you've officially like contacted the brand and you have a code or a link that gives people a discount and you get some kind of kickback. And ambassador means that you're representative of. So you're viewed as being associated with, being able to speak with, speak for. Um, sometimes ambassador means as well that you... Um, are viewed as somebody that they can trust enough to talk to their clientele, say, for example, at an event where you're working the event with the brand. Um, that would be more of an ambassador status to some of the other business models out there. Okay. And uh, I think that that's important to note, too, because in my opinion, like if somebody has a link or if they're ambassador, meaning if they're affiliate or ambassador or in Tony's case, both like subconsciously people are associating that brand with that person especially if you're posting on social media the links all the time and talking about the product like if you're showing up really kind-hearted really sweet people love you then they can start to subconsciously associate that brand with those feelings with that energy yeah i agree um and I think that that can show up for you like in person with booths and events too, where like the people working your booths and events, how they feel interacting with them, just like how someone would even feel about an employee at a retail store, say Macy's is how they start to associate what it feels like to shop at Macy's. If all the team are great and they're nice and they're sweet, then Macy's is amazing. And Yeah, well, with somebody who's actually working the booth, I feel as if, they are more affiliated with the brand than somebody who was just giving a link online. This particular person can speak for the brand. They're actually physically talking about the brand to people. When they come to a booth, it's the one clothing booth, and they're talking to somebody who, quote-unquote, works for one clothing, whether you work as a full-time employee or you're just working that day as um, an, an ambassador almost to the brand when you are online I mean anybody can really say they're an ambassador online even even without a code it happens all the time actually but 
I feel as if you are at the booth and you're speaking and you're helping selling products. Yeah, you have a say what the brand is, but you also have to go through a vetting process with myself. Much more stricter vetting process when you are working the booth physically as opposed to you just being online or on social media. Yeah, and so it makes me think about trust, you know, and I think that trust comes into play with those decisions of how much do I feel like I can trust that you're going to treat people a certain way, um, that you're going to show up as your whole self, you're going to be kind, things like that are important. Um, And I think with any business, we're thinking about that at all of our touch points. And the deeper we get into our touch points with a client, the more important that trust and alignment are. So like having similar values, I think may come into play or similar ways of treating people. Like clearly you wouldn't want somebody who's a total asshole working your booth. <laughs> no, definitely not. You want somebody who's personable. You don't want somebody who's dry and monotone because then that's not going to make for a good sales experience. Hmm. So that makes me think about as well, like how you may have people who are have a different personality in person than they do online. Um, and I'm curious to know, like, do you see that come into play as well with choosing people to work the booth versus seeing how well they have sales online? Do you see any differences there? Yeah, there's some people who are rock stars online who can't speak to a person in, 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 in person. And then there's the total opposite. You have people who can talk their ass off and they can't do anything online. It's Or they don't even have a social media just for whatever reason. It's You see it all the time. Yeah, so I think that's important to note if you're listening and you don't really like social media or you feel uncomfortable posting links, like you might still be really great at in-person sales with a brand. Or maybe you would be great um, having a partnership with a brand where you're having sponsored ads and things like that on the podcast that send people back to a link where they can track your sales. Um, And that may look different for everyone. So there's so many ways to partner with brands these days. Um, I'm really curious to know from you when we start to think about like being sponsored because that word gets thrown around so much. What does that mean to you? Because there are so many misconceptions and so many different uses for the word sponsored. Well, personally, as a sponsored person for my particular brand, you're either getting paid by me or you're getting free apparel from me uh, because you either are bringing money back to the brand or you claim to be bringing money back to the brand or you have a major uh, following on social media and I'm going to assume that you can bring money back to the brand. Hmm, assume. What allows you to draw the conclusion that you'd be able to assume that someone would bring money back? Like, what are you looking for when you make that decision? Um, Quality, quality followers. No, it, the number of followers helps as well, but also your quality, um, the number of comments you have, your engagement. If you have high engagement from real people and real comments, because you can tell when a comment is fake and you can tell when somebody is just trolling your page because they like the way you look. And that's not what we want. That's not going to equate to sales. So it's mostly quality and engagement. Hmm. I think that's important to note because some of our athletes listening um, (laughs) may fall into the trap where, of course, like you're competing, you look great, so you may attract the opposite sex, but you just heard it from a brand, like they're looking for 
it sounds like the same sex who are actually interested in what you have to say in the product or service that you were talking about versus people who are just there because they think you're hot. <laughs> yeah, when, when especially for women, if there's a woman online and she has a high following, then I'm more inclined to look at her comments to see who's commenting on the page because there are a lot of males out there who will just follow your page because they like the way you look, not because they're going to actually buy the gear that you're in. I can agree with that. I've definitely seen that with men too, though. I think that a lot of like, especially male bodybuilders, they get a lot of women that will troll their pages too. They may not be as inclined to say anything, but I've seen a lot of male bodybuilders where like almost all of their followers are other women. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, but women are less, uh, some women in general are less bold online when it comes to publicly commenting on your page. True, true. So... I think we're on the same page as far as how we see the sponsor thing being a deeper relationship where it's like we're paying you or you're getting something free. And I'm curious to know, like, how are you differentiating between when somebody should be elevated to being in a sponsored role? And then, like, do you ever take on people to be sponsored um, or see that or believe in that if they haven't at least been an affiliate or an ambassador first? If your social media following isn't outstanding, then no, you can't just come on and be a sponsored athlete, a sponsored athlete because you haven't shown me that you can bring money back. There's no ROI on that. Uh, you can be elevated to be a sponsored af- athlete if you show me that you're bringing money back to the brand. It all comes back to you being able to generate sales to the brand and decent amount of sales, not one or two sales, you know, a quarter, that doesn't count. We need, you. we need, and it's not even the, the number of sales. You can get one person to buy a million bucks and then you'll, you'll be a rock star in our eyes. If you, if you get that one person to continue to buy, that's perfect. We know you have the power and people who have money to bring back to our company. If you get a hundred people to buy, that's cool too. But, you know, a couple of sales per quarter, that's not going to get the job done. So I think it's important to note that (laughs) business 101, right? Revenue is what matters most. Um, Do you ever go outside of that decision as far as letting someone be an affiliate or an ambassador? Um, Like, are you ever considering anything else other than sales? Uh, Loyalty. If they're loyal to the brand, if they are um, supporters of the brand, you know, the people who want to get put on or they've been following us for years or they always come to an event and they show love then yeah i'll let you come on as an as an ambassador that's that's the least i can do show love to the brand you spend money yourself on the brand is i have no problem with bringing on people like that this is other people who who have just heard of you or just throwing you know anything out there to see what sticks that is frowned upon when i see their you know their application come through online So let's talk about that for a second. If someone were looking to partner with some brands, whether it be products, services, apparel, skincare, makeup, whatever, um, what are some things that you are looking at that would make you say no? If they were just going to, if they wanted to be a part of any brand? Mm -hmm. But in particular, yours, like, if somebody applied no. to you today, what what would cause you to not approve their application process to be 
affiliated with your brand? If they're already affiliated with another competing brand, that's a no, no, you can't, you can't support two of the same brands that, that kind of defeats the purpose. Um, if they, if their application where they tell us why they want to be a part of my brand looks like it was copy and pasted, then yeah, no, you can't be a part of my brand. You, you, you just kind of sent that email to everybody to see who's going to take you on. You, you don't really have love for the brand. Um, those two things are, those are pretty big. Those are two reasons why we won't really, um, or a lot of times what we'll get is one of the things that you have to have in order to be an ambassador to our brand is you have to follow us. So what we'll get is people will follow us online, apply. And then once they don't hear back within a couple of days, they're unfollow because they weren't, they weren't really passionate about the brand. Anyway, they just wanted to see if they can, can get free gear from us. Hmm. So I'm hearing that uh, authenticity matters. Like you want to know that authenticity and quality. It sounds like you're looking to bring people on who want to be in it for the long haul, actually like you beyond what they think they can get out of it. Mm -hmm. And um, loyalty. And are being honest about why. You yeah. know, a copy and paste letter is not honesty. <laughs> no. Because you sent, you, you typed that up a week ago. And you've been sending applications all week and you just got to us today and here comes your application. And then, you know, you give this long story, which is cool. But if it's if we can tell us copy and paste it, then you'll be looked over. The application is might get deleted. So if you're listening and you've done that before, like you're not alone. People do that all the time. And we don't know what we don't know. Right. But this is a moment to just kind of say um, no shame in that. Like, don't feel shameful about it. But just kind of reevaluate, like why um, maybe you felt inclined to do that, and then also like how you can look at really wanting to be intentional about where you decide you want to partner with. Because, I mean, I feel like when you align yourself with a brand, you're also taking on a little bit of their public image too, you know? Yeah, you are hundred percent, and that's why when when I see somebody who wants to be a brand ambassador to my brand, but they also are an ambassador for Adidas, which is a brand that we directly compete with. Why would you want to rep both? You know, we, we might, we might have two different ideas. Why do you want to rep both brands? Even though we are selling similar products, it doesn't make sense. I mean, it's like uh, taking a look at like Beyonce, like she wouldn't be representing Coke and Pepsi at the same time. They're too similar. So, like, it's okay to represent a soda company and maybe, like, a sports drink. Those are two totally different things. I, I think somebody could have, I don't know, do you feel comfortable with somebody having more than one apparel brand as long as the other one is not activewear? Yeah, no, that's not a problem. That's fine. You, yeah. you can, you could, um, you can rep us and, I don't know, uh, some bridesmaid dress company that's fine <laughs> you you have nothing to do with what we're selling but you can't rep the same exact company that has selling similar products that doesn't we don't approve of that there are brands that will i don't yeah i feel like it creates confusion for your audience you know mm -hmm. because 100%. you're selling them two products well technically selling them the same product in a way but from two different companies yep so it brings me to as well, like, what do you feel like are some things that people could do if they wanted to start working on these kind of relationships today? 
Like, what would you tell them? Just be genuine. Know exactly, know the brand that you're trying to join. Don't just copy and paste. Go do your research on that particular brand to see one, if you even want to be with that brand. They might give to an organization that you don't agree with. They might give to PETA or you might wear fur coats or whatever. Like you, That's something you don't want to do. So make sure you're in line with their brand and their morals if they have that stated online. Because some brands don't. We have a statement on there so you know exactly where we're coming from So and who we donate to and whatnot. So if you're in line with what we're doing, cool. But make sure you know what you're getting yourself into. Yeah, because I think that as well when you're partnering with a brand, it goes beyond just your public image being in line with them. But it's also like some brands have a contract that you're signing. And some of these contracts require you to post a certain amount of times a month. Um, some of these contracts require you to comment and some actually specifically state that all of your comments have to be positive or they state there's no negative comments. And so, you know, this can get you into some tricky areas when this brand is posting something political or social mm. justice related that you don't agree with, but mm. you're required to comment and your comment has to be positive. It's like, oh, yep, and you don't agree with that particular brand and now you're you're an ambassador for this brand but you've agreed to positively comment on something that you might not agree with you can either lose your ambassadorship or you have to go against what you believe in yeah that's important to know so it goes back to a lot of what we talk about here is just really being intentional about your brand because if you don't own it somebody else will own it for you and what i mean by that is like many times we partner with brands we partner with our photographer we partner with our copywriter we partner with our graphic designer and we're not very um clear about what our values are what we care about where we're headed where we've been and the impact we want to make and we're hoping that they can just kind of figure that out with us and I like to say pause on that and really just kind of get clear for yourself first, because once you've done that, it will show you everything you need to know about who's the right company to partner with for clothing, who's the right company to partner with for the photos. Um, but then also it lets you be able to give your service provider more information about why you're doing this from a heartfelt place that where they can partner with you to kind of get you to that goal. Yeah, once again, like I said, just be genuine. You'd be surprised at some of the stuff that people say when they, when you ask them why you want to be a part of the brand. That's ridiculous. <laughs> it gets a delete button really quickly. Are any of those examples safe to say here? I'm curious. I mean, I mean, yes, yeah, it's, it's it's stupid stuff like, oh, I, I want, I want to, I can't even. It, it's just so outlandish stuff. I, I want to. I, I like I like clothing and it's like what that's not a reason why you want to be a part of my particular brand anybody sells you know how many clothing brands there are in the world there are thousands <laughs> just because you like clothing me you want to be a part of my brand that that's and then or um I, I want to give my friends and followers a, a discount on clothes stupidness is not even, it's like they put no effort they they wanted to be an ambassador then there was this little section that said why and they don't have a real reason why so they they write anything yeah so <laughs> take note of that if you're listening um you know 
people can tell if we're being genuine or not. And it's funny, I think uh, a PR agent would have some fun with that because they would say, this is why your pitches should be customized and why you should think of your pitches as an opportunity from a place of being genuine instead of just, oh, it's this thing that I have to do to get what I want. (laughs) Um, And that brings me to like the last thing is, you know, I don't know if this is really a question so much, but I feel like it's important for you to evaluate like what's in it for you when you decide that you want to work with the brand, but also like what's in it for that brand, you know, like what's in it for you when somebody decides they want to be an ambassador and that answer helps you weigh, do they ever get to sponsored level or not? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I want everybody to get the sponsored level. Really? I want to be able to sponsor almost everybody. That means that they're bringing money back into the brand. If you get to that status where you're being sponsored, it's because you've generated a lot of money for us, which is great. It all comes full circle. We're bringing out new innovative products and you'll get to show off those products. So we want you to start off as an ambassador and then work your way up to being sponsored and bring on other people who also do the same. Because if, like I said, if you're sponsored, you're sponsored for a reason, not just because you want it to be, it's because we want you to be sponsored. Yeah, I think those are powerful words. So definitely keep that in mind that when you're looking at working with brands, they really do want you to get to the status of being sponsored. And I'm gonna challenge you guys to really think about being creative. If you are still in affiliate status and you're not sponsored by anyone yet and you're not necessarily looking for a PR agency or um, a talent agency to help you get to that place, there's some really creative ways that you can use affiliate links. Like we've had clients um, use affiliate links on podcasts. We've personally done that where we've used affiliate links on podcast episodes and, you know, those sales go back into generating revenue for the company. And many times they also have like a subtle kickback for us because if you have never put a podcast together before, let me tell you, podcasts take money to produce. Like Mm. there's editing, there's tools like the microphones and the technology, and then there's also like hosting services. So we all want to kind of make sure that we're getting some money back into our businesses. So those are some creative ways to do that. Do you have any other final words that you'd want to leave with business owners that are looking to partner with brands yeah just make sure you know who you're getting in the bed with oh <laughs> well that's one to really consider there you go and do you think that that advice would be any different for maybe an athlete because i know that they're listening to the podcast too oh no it's the same exact thing yeah i was gonna say that <laughs> it's the same just know and make sure you have a good reason as to why you want to be in partnership with this brand why Mm, powerful powerful question I always like asking why and then ask yourself why like three four more times um my one of my mentors Tara Newman she's a business coach but she says it all the time ask yourself why and when you land on that answer ask why to that answer and then why to the next answer and you'll find the deeper level and deeper reason behind the initial thought All right. So I am so excited that you were able to join us on the podcast. I think that this is a powerful conversation that maybe we will revisit at a later time because your brand has just done so much with being able to show up at in-person events, but also have like tons of online sales. And I think in 2020, 
that is going to be so important for all business owners even if you don't have a physical product is to get from behind the computer and actually start going to in-person things and meeting humans leaving an impact on them that they can feel that it's very hard to create the same thing online but where they rant and rave about you to all their friends all their family and just kind of expand your brand yeah i'm happy to be here and i'll definitely be back Thank you for listening to this episode of the Font Your Fire podcast. If you would like to keep in touch with Tony Teasel and the One Clothing brand, you can check them out on the internet at www.on1eclothing.com or you can find them on Instagram at One Clothing. Uh, And you can also check out the show notes of today's episode and the links for keeping in touch with Tony and his brand are right there for you. Also, one of the things that he talked about in the podcast episode is that a lot of brands have the ability to sign up to be an affiliate with them. So I want you guys to know, like, as you're starting to look at partnering with brands, go on their website, you know. It can seem a lot scarier before we check into things, but definitely dive back into the brands that you're already knowing, loving, and using. And if you don't know where to start, just take one of the days that you wake up early and pay attention to each brand that you touch as you start to put your skincare on, you take your shower, you put your clothes on. These are the brands that you start with because you already like them. And dive a little bit deeper into do they have an affiliate program and what are their values, their mission, and what impact do they want to make on the world. And this will give you a good baseline place to start as to who to contact and why. All right. And if you want to keep in touch with us, you can check us out at flauntyourfire.com. If you love this episode, be sure to share it with a friend and leave a review on Apple Podcast or Google Play Store for us. Thank you so much. And we will see you on the next episode. Ready to get clear on what matters? Let's do this. From implicit to explicit is a framework that helps you to get clear on what matters and how it informs the way you live and lead in your workplace. Whether it's focusing on the team building and connection that can happen when you talk about what matters to you as a person or how it informs the outcomes that you seek in your business, it can all completely change the game. Having clarity on what your values are and how this shapes the way your work creates the foundation for every action that you take and then sharing this information across your team explicitly. This is what creates confidence and integrity in what it is that you are creating and sharing with the world. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash explicit to learn more about this collaborative and interactive workshop and sign up today. Ready to lead through your values?